This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cantos 21-26 to of The Ramayana by Valmiki Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith Canto 21 Vishwamitra's Speech The hermit heard with high content that speech so wondrous eloquent, and while each hair with joy arose. He thus made answer at the close, Good is thy speech, O noble king, and like thyself in everything. So should their lips be wisdom fraught, whom kings begot, Vashishta taught. The favour which I came to seek, thou grantest ere my tongue can speak, but let my tale attention claim, and hear the need for which I came. O king, as scripture texts allow, a holy rite employs me now, to fiends who change their forms at will, impede that rite with cursed skill. Oft when the task is nigh complete, these worst of fiends my toil defeat. Throw bits of bleeding flesh, and over the altar shed a stream of gore. When thus the rite is mocked and stayed, and all my pious hopes delayed, cast down in heart the spot I leave, and spent with fruitless labour grieve. Nor can I, checked by prudence, dare lose my fury on them there. The muttered curse, the threatening word, in such a rite must never be heard. Thy grace, the right from check can free, and yield the fruit I long to see. Thy duty bids thee, king, defend the suffering guest, the suppliant friend. Give me thy son, thine eldest born, whom locks like raven's wings adorn, that hero youth, the truly brave, of thee, O glorious king, I carve. For he can lay those demons low, who mar my rights and work me woe. My power shall yield the youth from harm, and heavenly might shall nerve his arm. And on my champion will I shower unnumbered gifts of varied power, such gifts as shall ensure his fame and spread through all the world his name. Be sure those fiends can never stand before the might of Rama's hand, and mid the best and bravest none can slay that bear but Raghu's son. Entangled in the toils of fate, those sinners, proud and obstinate, are in their fury overbold. No match for Rama, mighty soul. Nor let a father's breast give way, too far to fond affection's sway. 
count though the fiends already slain my word is pledged nor pledged in vain i know the hero rama well in whom high thoughts and valour dwell so does vashishta so do these engaged in long austerities if thou would do the righteous deed and win high fame thy virtues meed fame that on earth shall last and live to me great king thy rama give if to the words that i have said with saint vasista at their head thy holy men o king agree then let thy rama go with me ten nights my sacrifice will last and ere the stated time be past those wicked fiends those impious twain must fall by wondrous rama slain let not the hours i warn thee fly fixed for the right unheeded by good luck have thou o royal chief nor give thy heart to needless grief thus in fair words with virtue fraught the pious glorious saint besought but the good speech with poignant sting pierced ear and bosom of the king who stabbed with pangs too sharp to bear fell prostrate and lay fainting there end of canto canto 22 dashradha's speech his tortured senses all astray a while the hapless monarch lay then slowly gathering thought and strength to vishwamitra spoke at length my son is but a child i ween this year he will be just 16 how is he fit for such emprise my darling with the lotus eye a mighty army will i bring that calls me master lord and king and with its countless squadrons fight against these rovers of the night my faithful heroes skilled to wield the arms of war will take the field their skill the demons might may break rama my son thou must not take i even i my bow in hand will in the van of battle stand and while my soul is left alive with the night roaming demons strive thy guarded sacrifice shall be completed from all hindrance free thither will i my journey make rama my child thou must not take a boy unskilled he knows not yet the bounds to strength and weakness set no match is he for demon force whose magic arts to arms oppose o chief of saints i have no power of rama reft to live one hour mine aged heart at once would break rama my child thou must not take 
nine thousand circling years have fled with all their seasons over my head and as a hard-won boon o sage these sons have come to cheer my age my dearest love amid the four is he whom first his mother bore still dearer for his virtue's sake rama my child thou must not take but if unmoved by all i say thou needs must bear my son away let me lead with him i entreat a fourfold army all complete what is the demon's might o sage who are they what their parentage what is their size what beings lend their power to guard them and befriend how can my son their arts withstand or i or all my armed band tell me the whole that i may know to meet in war each evil foe whom conscious might inspires with pride and vishwamitra thus replied sprung from pulatsya's race there came a giant known by ravan's name once favoured by the eternal sire he plagues the worlds in ceaseless ire for peerless power and might renowned by giant bands encompassed round vishravas for his sire they hold his brother is the lord of gold king of the giant hosts is he and worst of all in cruelty this ravan's dread commands impel two demons who in might excel maricha and suahu hide to trouble and impede the right then does the king addressed the sage no power have i my lord to wage war with this evil-minded foe now pity on my darling show and upon me of hapless fate for thee as god i venerate god's spirits bards of heavenly birth the birds of air the snakes of earth before the might of ravan quail much less can mortal man avail he draws a hair from out the breast the valour of the mightiest no never can i with him contend or with the forces he may send how can i then my darling lend godlike unskilled in battle no i will not let my young child go force of thy right those mighty ones sunda and upasunda's sons are fierce as fate to overthrow i will not let my child go maricha and suahu fell are valiant and instructed well one of the twain i might attack with all my friends their lot to back End of Canto Twenty Two. Canto Twenty Three. Vashishta's speech. While thus the hapless monarch spoke, paternal love his utterance broke. 
Then words like these the saint returned, and fury in his bosom burned. Didst thou, O king, a promise make, and wishest now thy word to break? A son of Raghu's line should scorn to fail in faith, a man forsworn. But if thy soul can bear the shame, I will return even as I came. Live with thy sons, and joy be thine, false Sion of Kakutstha's line. As Vishwamitra, mighty sage, was moved with this tempest's rage, earth rocked and reeled throughout her frame, and fear upon the immortals came. But Saint Vasista, wisest seer, observant of his vows austere, saw the whole world convulsed with dread and thus unto the monarch said thou born of old ikshwaku seed art just as self and mortal weed constant and pious blessed by fate the right thou must not violate thou raghu's son so famous through the triple world as just and true perform thy bounden duty still nor stain thy race by deed of ill if thou hast sworn and now refuse thou must thy store of merit lose then monarch let thy rama go nor fear for him the demon foe the fiends shall have no power to hurt him trained to war or inexpert nor vanquish him in battlefield for hushik's son youth will shield he is incarnate justice he the best of men for bravery embodied love of penance drear among the wisest without appear full well he knows great Kushik's son, the arms celestial, every one, arms from the gods themselves concealed, far less to other men revealed. These arms to him, when earth he swayed, mighty Krishavas pleased conveyed. Krishavas sons, they are indeed, brought forth by Daksha's lovely seed, heralds of conquest strong and bold brilliant of semblance manifold jaya and vijaya most fair and hundred splendid weapons bear of jaya glorious as the morn first fifty noble sons were born boundless in size yet viewless also they came the demons to subdue and fifty children also came of vijaya the beauteous dame samharas named of mighty force hard to assail or check in course of these the hermit knows the use and weapons new can he produce all these the mighty saint will yield to rama's hand to own and wield and armed with these beyond a doubt shall rama put those fiends to rout for rama and the people's sake for thine own good my counsel take 
nor seek o king with fond delay the parting of thy son to stay end of canto canto twenty four the spells vashishta thus was speaking still the monarch of his own free will bade with quick seal and joyful cheer rama and lakshman hasten near mother and sire in loving care spent their dear son with rite and prayer vashishta blessed him ere he went o'er his loved head the father bent and then to koshik's son resigned rama with lakshman close behind standing by vishwamitra's side the youthful hero lotus side the wind god saw and sent a breeze whose sweet pure touch just waved the trees there fell from heaven a flowery rain and with the song and dance the strain of shell and tambour sweetly blend as forth the son of ragu went the hermit led behind him came the bow-armed rama dear to fame whose locks were like the raven's wing then lakshman closely following the gods and indra filled with joy looked down upon the royal boy and much they longed the death to see of their ten-headed enemy rama and lakshman paced behind that hermit of the lofty mind as the young ashwin's heavenly pair follow lord indra through the air on arm and hand the guard they wore quiver and bow and sword they bore two fire-born gods of war seemed they he she was self who led the way upon fair sariju's southern shore they now had walked a league and more when thus the sage in accents mild to rama said beloved child this lustrous water duly touch my counsel will avail thee much forget not all the words i say nor let the occasion slip away lo with two spells i thee invest the mighty am the mightiest over thee fatigue shall never prevail nor age or change thy limbs assail thee powers of darkness never shall smite in tranquil sweep or wild delight no one is there in all the land thine equal for the vigorous hand thou when thy lips pronounce the spell shalt have no peer in heaven or hell none in the world with thee shall vie o sinless one in apt reply in fortune knowledge wit and tact wisdom to plan and skill to act this double science take and gain glory that shall for i remain wisdom and judgment spring from each of these fair spells 
whose use I teach. Hunger and thirst are known to thee. High in the worlds thy rank shall be. For these two spells with might endued are the great father's heavenly brood. And thee, O chief, may fitly grace, thou glory of Kakutsta's race. Virtues which none can match are thine, Lord, from thy birth of gifts divine. And now these spells of might shall cast fresh radiance over the gifts thou hast. Then Rama, duly touched the wave, raised suppliant hands, bowed low his head, and took the spells the hermit gave, whose soul on contemplation fed. From him whose might these gifts enhanced, a brighter beam of glory glanced, so shines in all his autumn blaze, the day-god of the thousand rays. The hermits wants those youths supplied as pupils used to holy guide. And then the night in sweet content on Saraju's pleasant bank they spent. End of Canto Canto 25 the hermitage of love soon as appeared the morning light up rose the mighty anchorite and thus to youthful rama said who lay upon his leafy bed high fate is hers who calls thee son arise its break of day rise chief and let those rites be done due at the morning's ray at that great sage's high behest up sprang the princely pair to bathing rites themselves addressed and bridged the holiest prayer the morning task completed they to vishwamitra came that store of holy works to pay the worship saints may claim then to the hallowed spot they went along fair Sariju's side, where mixed her waters confluent with three-pathed Ganga's tide. There was a sacred hermitage where saints devout of mind their lives through many a lengthened age to penance had resigned that pure abode the princess eyed with unrestrained delight and thus unto the saint they cried rejoicing at the sight whose is that hermitage we see who makes his dwelling there full of desire to hear are we o saint the truth declare the hermit smiling made reply to the two boys request here rama who in days gone by this calm retreat possessed kandarpa in apparent form called kama by the wise dared umas a new wed lord to storm and make the god his prize against stanu's self 
on rites austere and vows intent, they say. His bold rash hand be dared to rear, though Stanu cried away, but the god's eye with scornful glare felt terrible on him. Dissolved the shape that was so fair and burnt up every limb, since the great god's terrific rage destroyed his form and frame, karma in each succeeding age has borne Ananga's name. So, where his lovely form decayed, this land is Anga's child, sacred to him of old, this shade, and hermits undefiled, hear scripture talking elders sway each sense with firm control and penance rites have washed away all sin from every soul one night fair boy we will here spend a pure stream on each hand and with tomorrow's light will bend our steps to yonder strand here let us bathe and free from stain to that pure groove repair sacred to karma and remain one night in comfort there with penance far discerning eye the saintly men beheld their coming and with transport high each holy bosom swelled to kushik's son the gift they gave that honoured guest should greet water they brought his feet to lave and showed him honour meet rama and lakshman next obtained in due degree their share then with sweet talk the guests remained and charmed each listener there the evening prayers were duly said with voices calm and low then on the ground each laid his head and slept till morning's glow end of canto canto twenty six the forest of tadaka when the fair light of morning rose the princely turners of their foes followed his morning worship over the hermit to the river's shore the high-souled men with thoughtful care a pretty barge had stationed there all cried o lord this barge ascend and with thy stately followers bend to yonder side thy prosperous way with naught to check thee or delay nor did the saint their reed reject he bade farewell with due respect and crossed attended by the twain that river rushing to the main when now the bark was half way over rama and lakshman heard the roar that louder grew and louder yet of waves by dashing the waters met then rama asked the mighty seer what is the tumult that i hear of waters cleft in mid-career soon as the speech of rama 
stirred by deep desire to know, he heard the pious saint began to tell what paused the water's roar and swell. On high Kailasa's distant hill there lies a noble lake whose water, born from Brahma's will, the name of Manas take. Thence, hollowing wherever they flow, the streams of Saraju fall, and wandering through the plains below, embrace Ayodhya's wall. Still, still preserved in Saraju's name, Saruvar's fame we trace. The flood of Brahma, whence she came to run her holy race, to meet great Ganga, here highs with tributary wave. Hence the loud roar, ye here arise, of floods that swell and rave. Here, pride of Raghu's line, do thou in humble adoration bow. He spoke, the princes both obeyed and reverence to each river paid. They reached the southern shore at last, and gaily on their journey passed. A little space beyond there stood a gloomy, awe-inspiring wood. The monarch's noble son began to question thus the holy man, whose gloomy forests meet mine eye, like some vast cloud that fills the sky. Pathless and dark it seems to be, where birds and thousands wander free, where shrill Kikada's cries resound, and fowl of dismal note abound. Lion, rhinoceros, and bear, boar, tiger, elephant are there. The shrubs and thorns run wild. Thou, sal, bignonia, bale are found and every tree that grows on ground. How is the forest styled? The glorious saint this answer made, Dear child of Raghu, here, who dwells within the horrid shade that looks so dark and rear, where now is wood, long ere this day, two broad and fertile lands, Malaja and Karushale. Adorned by heavenly hands, here mourning friendship's broken ties, Lord Indra of the thousand eyes, hungered and sorrowed many a day. His brightness soiled with mud and clay, when in a storm of passion he had slain his dear friend Namuchi. Then came the gods and saints who bore their golden pictures brimming over with holy streams that banish stain and bat lord indra pure again when in this land the god was freed from spot and stain of impious deed for that his own dear friend he slew high transport thrilled his bosom through then in his joy the lands he blessed and gave a boon they long possessed, because these fertile lands retain the washings of the blot and stain. It was thus Lord Indra's ware, 
Malaja and Karusha's name shall celebrate with deathless fame my malady and care. So be it, all the immortals cried, when Indra's speech they heard, and with acclaim they ratified the name his lips conferred. Long time, O victor of thy foes, these happy lands had sweet repose, and higher still in fortune rose. At length, a spirit, loving ill, Tadaka, wearing shapes at will, whose mighty strength, exceeding vast, a thousand elephants, surpassed, was to fierce Sunda, lord and head of all the demon armies wed. From her, lord Indra's peer in might, giant Maricha sprang to light, and she, a constant plague and pest, these two fair realms has long distressed. Now dwelling in her dark abode, a league away she bars the road. And we, O Rama, hence must go, where lies the forest of the foe. Now on thine own right arm rely, and my command obey. Smite the foul monster that she die and take the plague away. To reach this country, none may dare, fallen from its old estate, which she, whose fury not can bear, has left so desolate. And now my truthful tale is told, how with accursed sway the spirit plagued this wood of old, and ceases not to-day. End of canto.